Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Triple P goes to Indianapolis. Chuck has a hot start. Jake gets points. And our local Joe gets top eight. How are we doing today, guys? How are we doing? Doing good. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Very awesome. So, yeah, I mean, like I said in the, the intro, we... Uh, we all of us went to Indy. We had a couple other locals as well, um, and there's just a lot of talk about. There were so many positives and fun moments throughout the weekend. Um, uh, I think it was highlighted for our group at least with Joe's run, um, getting to top eight and playing a stream game. So I was super pumped for him. I know Chuck was well. Um, so we wanted to have him on, um, and then just kind of uh, shoot the breeze and you know get to know him with our normal uh, stuff. Um, before we jump into questions for Joe, um, Chuck, um, how was your weekend? Um, tell us a little bit about your run um, and then kind of your day today. Um, so my run was pretty good. So I said before that I was going to take Rapid Strike Malamar, and I mm-hmm. did. Uh, I did make ultimately some tweaks the day before, and it, they worked. I'm thoroughly happy with my deck that how it played, but it was not a great day. Uh, I had a hot start. I mean, yes, you did. Uh, I went 3 0, or I think it was 3 0. You were 3 0 1 at one point. Uh, 3 0 1 is, was my first four rounds. So, force for one, force, first four rounds, no losses. Uh, I was kind of happy. Fifth round, uh, I took a blow and then, um, Managed to eke out another tie against Michelle Babin, um, mm-hmm. which I was excited about that. This is the only round that I kind of want to like take it back. It was a tie that I feel like I could have won that, but I have to give it up to her because in the first game we played, like she had a horrible start from UV Max. Like it was just Meloetta and Mew, but she still managed to find a way to take t- KOs every single turn for six turns straight, pretty much. Um, uh, because she was able to start KOs first and never let up, even though she had a horrible start and wasn't really set up to like turn three or four. Right. So, um, I could never swing the game back in my favor. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's a solid player, especially, uh, in those solid players make plays like that, where even though they may not have the ideal setup, um, they adapt and overcome and find a way. Um, and she's definitely that. Um, so it was, um sad to see you know you kind of start on the downward turn well with the tie um but it was also good to see it help her as well it's kind of like one of those things where it's like yeah it, you well, want to see it, both players do well but it, it happens yeah it, well it was such a tight-knit match between the two of us like it went back and forth and i was confident i could kind of take it at most of the time but just wasted a lot of time in that match and that ultimately lost losing it um, I took set, I, and then I had to come back and rule out round two, and we never got to play round three. So right. we just call it, had to call that one a draw. And then the, the next pairing was my demise because yeah, Toga Kiss, right? I, I ran into Toga Kiss VMAX. And, oh boy. <laughs> um, for other decks, you can play around it a little bit more. You have things that can disrupt his hand. I, I've seen Rapid Strike Malamar, you know, it doesn't run anything that play that does anything to their opponent's hand 
you're only geared to get cards into your hand to then do big damage. But they have, he had full will to take knockouts and then get cards. So if I could not immediately one shot the Togekiss VMAX back, uh, it was game over and he was playing full face cards too. So I had to get like nine plus cards. It was bad. Right. It was basically like an auto loss because uh, I could not do anything to him a lot of the time. And then uh, that was that knocked me out of day two. And then my day, like, then I, I, I finished three, four, and two. I lost two more because I think Rapid Strike Malamar was like, no day two, I'm done. Right. <laughs> it, it tapped anymore. out. It's just like, I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah, <laughs> it just tapped out and said, I'm done. Let's, let's, let's speed this tournament along and get over with so right 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 okay uh that i mean still a hot run i thought you were you were gonna take it uh there i was super pumped for you to start um i had kind of a shaky start for the day and i was like oh at least um you know chuck and joe and and we had um we had um nolan nolan on there as well had a pretty good run so i was at least happy for you guys um during like that early early um you know tournament um but it was still such a blast to see you know you had such a hot start and 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 kind of um you know backing up what you said uh bringing out that malamar uh deck and 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 had a good showing to start so um i think it was a good experience for you too right yeah yeah i mean it was good experience um i'm not unhappy with anything that i chose to play or I didn't like, I felt like the deck was as good as I could build it in, in what I did. So I'm, I'm happy with my experience. And then just uh, ultimately the experience of playing in a regional was enough for me. Right. So, Right, for sure. Um, before we get to you, Joe, because I think we're going to spend the majority talking uh, <laughs> with you guys uh, or with you and your run and all that good stuff. Um, I'll give a quick rundown of um, what happened with me. Um, I think, again, going into the full grip 2K a couple uh, months ago um, and how I already kind of talked about having that like mental crash, I learned my lesson there and I don't feel like I had any of that. I felt physically fine. I felt mentally aware. I had snacks, all that stuff worked out great. There was plenty of time in between rounds to kind of reset and re- recuperate. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I ended up the day with, uh, a record of five, three, one, which was three points off of, you know, the, the 19 points, uh, that you needed to make day two. Um, although I was a el- eliminated, uh, in round seven, I still played out my last two games and ended up taking home two wins, um, to put me there. And I actually got points, uh, at my first regional. So, I guess that's a win in my book, um, but I want to just shout out um, all to all my opponents. Um, they everybody was super awesome. I had no bad experiences with uh, anybody necessarily. Um, all good attitudes, all good sports. Um, win, boss, draw. Um, it was it was a great experience, and I can't wait to do it again in two weeks, um, and hopefully try to improve upon my 16 points and maybe hit 19. Um, and it, get that day too. Uh, but um, it was super fun. Uh, and, and like I said, I think another awesome portion of that was even just, um, you know, at the Airbnb testing with Nolan and Joseph uh, and, and playing at the Airbnb, like I said, and just testing, trying to refine decks. I changed my deck 
um, from an Urshifu build to a Zapdos and threw a barrel line in last minute um, and changed my energy counts. And it actually worked out. I know I kind of panicked, changed, uh, but with talking with Joe and, and Nolan, I think it, it ended up benefiting me um, in the long run. And actually, I kind of came something similar, um, you know, with uh, the, to the eventual winner in Rob's list with, with that Zapdos and all those uh, uh, Pokemon texts. So I felt good about my deck choice. Overall, I felt pretty good about my game. In game two, I think I lost uh, game. It was game two that I lost to, um, I think his name, yeah, Zach Cohen. And I, I was, I have, was in a good position, but I made a misplay. And I think that was the only game that I felt that, that I had a misplay that definitely cost me a game. So I felt overall my game was decently clean. Obviously room for uh, improvement and cleanup on that. But uh, again, um, great experience, uh, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, yeah, neither, neither can I. Right. Unfortunately, you're not going to Jersey with us, are you? No, I can't. Uh, Jersey is a little bit far from my new digs, so um, that's where uh, Milwaukee becomes on the table for me. So, right. Okay. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So that was enough about our runs. I'm sure we'll bring things up throughout the episode. Um, but we need to we need to talk to Joe. Um, we're not going to go into your run right now. If we want to get kind of get to know you as a player and let the sure, community know you as a player, um, so for those and formally introduce him as our guest, right? And formally, yeah, I think I did, didn't I, Joseph Perez? <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah. local, uh, top eight at the largest Pokemon regionals uh, for the TCG in uh, to date in uh, Pokemon TCG. Um, so congratulations, first off. Um, Thank you very much. <laughs> but um, for those who don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, other than just that you got top eight at the Indianapolis Regionals. Sure. So I actually have been in Pittsburgh for a little bit more than six years now. Um, I had come here for school. And then in the meantime, I kind of was trying to find maybe some local hobbies, try to make some friends and stuff like that. So I had started watching uh, Pokemon pack opening videos on YouTube mm -hmm. and I got really interested. Like I collected as a kid, didn't really play, didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> but once I started watching the videos, um, it kind of sparked something again. And I was like, oh, now I'm on my own. I actually have money for myself. <laughs> Maybe I can start buying some Pokemon cards and just collecting. So it started off as collecting. I started getting some, like, I think I bought a boost. No, I got some elite trainer boxes for Sun and Moon base. Right. And then I opened those up, had a blast. Then I think I bought like two booster boxes from different sets that were a little bit earlier because I had learned that there was older cards that were still like in what they call the standard format, which now obviously everybody knows about that is a little bit yeah. competitive in Pokemon, right? Right, yeah. But at the time, I didn't know anything about that. So I was watching these videos. And then eventually, I was like, I want to play. I don't want to just collect. So I went on Pokemon, play Pokemon's page, put in my zip code, and it showed a couple of places nearby. And there was one that was relatively close by bus. Mm. And this was uh, SW Randall in... Uh, Shady Side. Now it's in Squirrel Hill. 
but that's where I first went to my first uh, like Pokemon League. Mm-hmm. And I know I took like a janky uh, Scissor EX Solgaleo GX deck, which kind of worked. And it was a, a lot of fun. It was something that I kind of put together. And I think I had seen like maybe one or two deck profiles that were similar. And I put something together that was fun. And then after that, I just kept collecting, playing online and going back to league to have some fun with other people that enjoyed the game there we go that's how that's that sounds like a, a really good start there into your pokemon career um and then you're just having fun with the locals and you know those friendships always kind of help keep the, the the love for the game alive i guess oh for sure having a very positive and um good community help me stay in the game yeah. And I guess take it to where we're at now, right? <laughs> exactly. I know we've um, just recently, uh, you know, kind of met through the the local circuit. I know uh, Shady Side's a little far for me. Uh, I don't know about Chuck, but uh, at, but you guys started coming out to our locals down at Heroes in Comics, um, yep. uh, you know, a few times, um, and definitely knew right off the bat that you were a solid player, even before knowing uh, you. You know, you've been to. Um, other large tournaments, um, fin- having some top finishes there as well. Um, but just being able to play and learn off you in these, you know, this last couple months um, has been awesome. Um, and I'm so pumped to see, you know, that it finally paid off and you you got your big run. I know uh, we're right. going to jump into that a little bit later and talk about what you brought um, and, you know, kind of your day's rundown and then your, your day two rundown. But before we do all that, Chuck, we do have our standard questions. Um, do you mm-hmm. want to start it off today? Yeah, yeah. I will throw the softest of stop softballs at you. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, sounds good. What is your favorite Pokemon? Uh, favorite Pokemon? I would say Garchomp. I really like his design. <laughs> right, the Land Shark. <laughs> the Land Shark. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's a, that's a good pick. Yeah, I really like sharks. So when I saw Garchomp, I thought it was pretty cool. I'm sad there's not any more other, I guess, shark Pokemon aside shark, from shark the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Sharpedo's good too. I just right. don't like that he doesn't have like a long tail or something. Right? Yeah, it's a little funky <laughs> that he doesn't have a back half. He just kind of like right. <laughs> a little like I don't know. <laughs> oh, they, went, they went too hard on the bullet design. Right. Right. I think <laughs> you're right. Because the front of him looks cool, but then like you. Turn oh yeah, for sure. You're just like really. That's an incomplete Pokemon there. <laughs> All right, so let's go into the next one. Uh, maybe getting a little harder. What is your favorite Pokemon card in general? Favorite Pokemon card? It can be for any reason. It could have won you something. It could uh, be the art. It could be anything. All right. Well, I'll, I guess I'll pick two right now. I think Scissor EX was, like, like I said before, like the first real deck or at least for me, real deck that I built. And I had a lot of fun. Plus, I really like Scissor as a Pokemon too. But if I had to say more specifically, I think I really like Blacephalon GX. And the reason for that would be because it kind of saw me... It was the first deck that I took to a regional, although I had gone to internets prior, but not to a, specifically to a regional. And I was able to do pretty good with Blacephalon GX. I made top 32 at uh, Roanoke uh, Regional in Virginia in 2018. 
So Blacephalon has a special place in my heart because I think it's like one of the uh, first big achievements that I got. Right. I mean, yeah. you always have to have a soft spot for the card that got you, um, you know, that first, that first, um, you know, that first layer of success. So, um, oh, for sure, because that, it definitely that's... gave me doing well with it. Really gave me a confidence boost that, okay, I'm actually a pretty good player. I can do right. this and kind of like continue the drive to continue to compete. Right, and not only, I mean, a pretty good player. I mean we were driving on the way back actually i think even on the way there um because we carpooled on the way to indy um and you were telling me about that run and you might uh may or may not have um completely wiped the board of a certain azul gg with that deck yeah it was a pretty good game um his deck was alone nine tails gx gardevoir gx it was a really good deck that actually won that regional mm -hmm. in the and but Blacephalon would just had the three, four price turn that you can B string and just load your bench up with a bunch of energy to use its attack. And I just <laughs> hit them all. And I know it was pretty lucky, but uh, um, I was able to squeak that win and advance to, well, I had already advanced to day two at that point. So I was just really ecstatic that I had uh, made it. Plus, then when I saw I was going to play him, I was really excited because I was a really big fan of his camp, uh, of his tournament success. And I think at that moment, he was also already doing content creation. And I right. really appreciate his like competitive videos and analysis. So it was really cool to play against him. Right, right. And he, from what I've seen and experienced, he's very gracious, um, you know, win, lose or draw. And, you know, it, really good for the community. Um, and, and always just trying to help um, everybody kind of improve just kind of like what we are doing. So, um, you know, hats off to him there too. Right. All right, Chuck, you want to jump on to the next? Yeah. Uh, now we're going to take that question and kind of flip it and go reverse. What is your most hated or disliked card in the TCG? And that <laughs> can be for the same, any reason you lost to it, it, <laughs> You it's just ugly. bad for the game. Yeah. Does it have art. to be a Pokemon card or, no, or any Pokemon card? It does not have any... to be a Pokemon. It could be a trainer, okay. it could be an item, it doesn't matter. All right, it's gonna be a very biased answer, but I don't <laughs> like Path to the Peak. <laughs> and you could probably imagine why. <laughs> right, right. Well, I don't know if the the um the audience knows yet what you were playing. No, not yet. So, uh, I think <laughs> maybe that answer kind of a little bit of a hint of what he was playing this weekend. If you did not already see the Pokestats uh top eight uh post up there where where uh, Joe made it there. So um we'll get into that again a little bit later. But no, that's Pretty a good sure. answer. It's just it's such a meta-defining card. Um yeah. one way and I know it's <laughs> I know it's fair for the game because if not right well, we might get into it later but you know like i like having abilities <laughs> right i think all of us do for sure um no I, again but i think it is it is healthy for the game in general right 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 i agree with this so. state i mean i agree with this statement i Rayquaza likes to have abilities too right <laughs> yeah Chuck, exactly Chuck, you didn't go for your Rayquaza so you would win a regionals with Rayquaza um I'm kind of disappointed at you now that you reminded me. <laughs> well, I was saving it for a little bit later. I got a little yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah. You got to go to a smaller regional, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. 1,010 is just too much. 
I put too much pressure on Rayquaza. Yeah, he he might just say, nah, this tournament's too much for me right off the bat. <laughs> okay, so this one might be, um, I, I, I have a feeling that I know what your kind of answer is going to be, but this is our newest edition of our standard questions. Um, but what is your favorite memory um, of the Pokemon TCG game uh, for you to date? Uh, I, I guess I would have to say it's my experience this last weekend. I didn't honestly think that I would make it to top eight. I was going into day two thinking like, I think I have a sh solid shot at top 32. Right. I just need to maybe win three games, tie one more. And then I just kept playing and doing okay and made it all the way to top eight. I was super excited. And even though I didn't get past top eight, I still enjoyed my time, my journey there. and. What I most enjoyed is that I got to go with you guys and a group of friends and not just experience this by myself. Right. Because definitely sharing the memories and the experience with a group of people, be a testing group, a group of buddies, uh, family, is definitely takes it to a whole nother level. Right. Yeah. right. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and I was... Um, I, I feel honored to be kind of part of that uh, memory, uh, but I, oh, for I, sure. like I was saying in the last couple episodes where I was looking forward to one, um, you know, competing myself, seeing where I stack up in my first. Um, but like I said multiple times, too, is like if we have anybody in our testing group or, or the people we're going with. Um, do well I can't wait just to pump them up um, and be a part of that um, oh and, and you definitely great. did your your enthusiasm and like encouraging words of all of you guys was very helpful honestly right, right. and it, I I feel honored to be a very small part of that but uh, I, I I'm so pumped for you and to see your success and I can't wait to see you have more success let's hope so <laughs> yeah I, I was I was pumped just to be there to be a part of it too right just to see, uh, just to see you keep going, like it was just awesome. Right, right. Yeah. I know. Again, we'll we'll go into all of your run a little bit later, um, but we still have a couple more fun items to go. Um, so that was it for the standard four. But now we have trivia. It's time, time for trivia. Trivia. Okay. <laughs> all yes. right. Chuck, I did find a card. I, this one might be another easy one. It might not be. Um, so basically, Joe, what I do is I will either, for my trivia, I like to play guess that Pokemon this attack and or ability goes to. Um, and I always pick a standard legal card. So today um, I'm going to name an ability and you guys need to guess what Pokemon that is. Um, again, like I said, standard legal. Um, but... Yep. The ability name, Steely Spirit. Ooh, I know Steely this. Spirit. You know it? I know it. I'll give you well, a minute. See if you can figure well, it out. Let's see. Let's give it a minute. Let's see if, if Joe Is can get it. Is it Galarian Corsola V? You, you, no. no. But you had one of those three words are right. <laughs> you did. You did. Is Chuck? it V? <laughs> no, it's not V. Chuck? It's Galarian Berserker. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was Galarian Berserker. Uh, I thought it was an interesting one. Um, of course, Galarian Berserker, um, your metal Pokemon attack does 20 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. 
Um, so it was a damage buff card um, in addition to those Zacian decks that we were seeing, especially with the sword plus mm. plus Berserker, um, da double damage modifiers. Um, it kind of had moderate success for a little bit, um, but kind of generally was a fringe card. Right. Honestly, I think maybe the Galarian Mouth is people have used to more success right. just for the ability. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just discarding, discarding is is definitely key for that. Yeah. That Meowth uh, definitely helped. Uh, and I was at first I thought that's the one I found, uh, but nonetheless, I I think both were pretty solid um, uh, cards. You know, depending on the time frame when they were played. Right. All right, Chuck. All right, uh, my thing uh, for trivia, um, it, Joe, just to inform you, is that I'm going to give you the blurb that po I get it from Pokemon Go, but they're kind of similar that describes a Pokemon. So then you have to guess that Pokemon. So it's kind of like the Poke it's the Pokedex entry, the little okay. like paragraph that they describe a Pokemon. And gotcha. I'm sticking with a little bit of a theme for the day. So this might be a little easier. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, Pikachu. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Charizard. <laughs> no. This Pokemon is blindingly fast. Its blazing speed enhances the effectiveness, the effectiveness of the twin skies on its forearms. This Pokemon's skies are so effective they can slice through thick logs in one wicked stroke. Hmm. I, I think I know it. Is it Scyther? Yeah. I was going to say Scyther, but it, if there's a theme, I thought maybe it's a variant, which would be Cleaver. Yeah, from... maybe Cleaver, yeah. I'm going to still say Scyther, because I think he seems like he's... Uh, well, no. or, or is it Scissor? Is it Scissor? It's probably one of those three. <laughs> We're circling right. around, and Chuck's <laughs> like, oh, you might get it. I need a final answer. Uh but it might I'll be Cleaver because he's so fast in the game, but he's not in Pokemon Go, so Scyther. All right. Scyther is the correct answer. Oh. Uh, you had... Uh, <laughs> I was close. <laughs> you, had, you had brought up Caesar, and then I was like, you know, Caesar's was a little... I don't know. I didn't think Caesar was uh, as, as fun of an entry, so I went with Scyther. Nice. I fun fact: Scyther was my first favorite Pokemon. <laughs> really nice, right? And then you know, Dragapult came along, and that all went to heck. <laughs> uh, Scyther is still up there, right? He's there's cool. a, there's a, there's a. Uh, we'll get to it later because now okay. we got to go to random card madness, right? Right. All right. So, um, I've created. We've, we've. Uh, asked Joe his favorite set, uh, and that was Darkness Ablaze. Um, so uh, I've created a random, and there's 189 cards in that set to choose from. So we're going to create a random number from that to talk about a card, which I happened to create randomly. No lie, got card number 118. Now, if you okay. trust your, go to your trusty ETB handbook and look at card number 18. You will see that that card is Caesar V. <laughs> really? Yes. There's a very. Wow. Yeah, what are is, the chances of that? <laughs> this is completely random. No, 
no lie this is literally completely random i did not did you click did on... you did you randomly choose this card after your trivia question uh no okay yeah, no no <laughs> I, I randomly gen uh, you randomly generated it randomly generated a little earlier than right now right right <laughs> so um just to be prepared for this segment but hey right um I didn't know Joe was going to say he started out playing the game with the Caesar EX. Right. So I was like, well, we're sticking with Caesar V then. Right. We're going to talk about this card. And sure. If it's, if it's good, if it's playable and, and go from there, see if you should put it in a deck, sleeve it, sleeve it up now, or uh, just uh, go ahead and put it in with your bulk. Right. <laughs> so, well. I always, I almost forgot because I usually describe the card. Yes. Um, so it is a metal Pokemon, 210 HP. It is a V po Pokemon, so two prizes. Has two attacks for one metal, hack off, 30 damage, and you discard a tool and a special energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. And then uh, you also have the uh, two metal and one Carlos attack, slashing claw, 140 damage. So that's Caesar V. And uh, you can take into account Caesar VMAX is another car that is also there. Um, right. But... So when yeah. I first saw this card be revealed, I was like, I want to play it. Because again, like I had started playing Caesar EX. Right. <laughs> so I think I got like a couple of both the V and the VMAX. And I did build a deck, tried it at League maybe one or two times. And it was fun, but definitely not the most competitive card. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I never tried it. I know a few of our locals did try it um, out, uh, never to great success. Um, so I would say it goes in the binder, uh, but not in the bulk, because obviously any any card that's a, a full art, um, even if it's just a basic V, um, kind of belongs at least in the binder, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I kept mine in the binder, even though after I took the deck apart, it's still one of my favorite Pokemon, so I kept it. Right. Chuck? I'm doing some hard math right now. All right. <laughs> so yeah, get this. Hard. No, I'm, I'm going to throw this for a reason to play Caesar V right now. So this okay. is this is you play Caesar V because you want to counter Whimsicott decks. All right. Mm -hmm. So. So Whimsicott decks right now like to run, uh, you know, DTE and uh, maybe some kind of, kind of tool, choice belt, EXP share, something like that on Whimsicott. So you throw in Caesar V, you come in, you attach your one metal, you hack off the DTE, and then the tool as well. Maybe it's an air balloon, maybe it's the choice band, and you do 60 damage because Whimsicott's weak to, weak to metal. Then you evolve him to Caesar VMAX, and then you attach another energy. doesn't matter what it is because it's colorless. And then you hard scissor him with a choice belt on. You got KO right there. Wow. That seems like a big tech in a, in a, in a box deck for Whimsicott, which is a solid I, deck, but I wouldn't I, say it's something that you necessarily need to tech for. I, I never... 
said it was good. I said it was a reason. A reason. <laughs> well, if, if Whimsicott keeps becoming popular and someone does decide to take Scissor VMAX to the, a regional or a big event and they hit Whimsicott, I'm sure they'll be very happy. The Whimsicott player won't, but the, v, <laughs> the Scissor player will be. <laughs> right. You'll make a name for yourself if you, if you go to, like, let's say... Uh, jersey and you play that and in you have a caesar in your deck people are like what is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, well i try to make a case for it but right. caesar never really caught on so right caesar v is uh you know a binder bling right there right all right well that is it for our fun shenanigans let's go ahead and jump into turtwig talks the meta Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to <laughs> Turtwig Talks The Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as Art Wiper Gaming. I'm joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week was very light. We have 9 tournaments, 864 unique deck plays, and 2,376 matches to cover this week. So you can thank Indianapolis for having an over 1,000 person event over the weekend. So, without any more rambling, let's hop into those top 8s. Starting off, Malamar and Arceus Duraludon both had 6 top 8 finishes this week. Whimsicott had 7 top 8 finishes this week. Mew Genesect had 10 top 8 finishes this week. And Arceus had 18 top 8 finishes this week, taking the crown. Now that's it for this week's top 8s. Now let's ha have a look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had a 50% or higher win rate this week. Those being Arceus Inteleon, Arceus, Rapid Strike Malamar, Arceus Duraludon, Suicune Ludicolo, and the new that I want to be pointing out here is Arceus Lycanroc. Notable changes to Mew Genesect, Urshifu Inteleon, Whimsicott, Rapid Strike Malamar, Arceus Duraludon, Ice Rider, Suicune Ludi, and Arceus Lycanroc. Mew Genesect was up in play percentage this week by 4.5%, but down in win percentage, so saw more play, didn't win as much. Don't know what happened with you, Mr. Mew Genesect. Probably some dark decks beating, beating you out a little. Next, Urshifu Inteleon was up in win percentage by 3% this week, probably with the new dark package allowing it to be able to beat out the increased play in Mews. Whimsicott was down in win percentage this week by about 5.5%, taking it well under the 50% win rate. The inconsistencies of Whimsicott are starting to show in the win percentage this week, so Whimsicott, you can bring it back, but we might be seeing a little shift in the deck. Rapid Strike Malamar was up in win percentage by 7%. That means that Rapid Strike Malamar is really showing its consistencies and taking advantage of being a single prize deck. Rapid Strike Malamar is also able to utilize techs such as Manaphy to protect itself from being sniped by Rapid Strike Urshifu and Jolteon. Arceus Duraludon was down in win percentage this week by 4%. Now that might seem like a lot, but it was at 58 last week, so we're still sitting at 54%. That's a really good win rate for Arceus Duraludon. Next, Ice Rider was down in win percentage by 7%. That's not so good because now it's under 50%. So Ice Rider going for a swing and a miss for this week. 
Next, Suicune Ludicolo is up in win percentage by 5%. This is most likely where all of the Ice Rider win percentage went to because we're having a nice little shift there. So Ice, so Suicune Ludicolo showing its amazing one-hit potential with the Suicune and bench manipulation with Echoing Horn and all that such. We have Suicune Ludicolo having over a 50% win rate for the week. Last, my special inclusion was Arceus Lycanroc with a 57% win percentage this week and having a boost in win percentage by about 24%. Now, it's extremely marginal because there was only a few people playing it last week and having a 33% win percentage wasn't very good, but now we shot up to a 1.74% play percentage and having a point from a 0.6 going from a point going from a 33% win percentage up to a 57% win percentage is quite astronomical because it means people were doing well with it and it had multiple top 8 placements for the week. So, Arceus Lycanroc is something that I would recommend keeping on your radar. I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week's winner was Joe Perez with his Mew Genesect deck. Now, for the keen-eared folks out there listening, you might have noticed that a Joe Perez and a Mew Genesect deck also made it into the top eight at Indianapolis. Well, you would be correct in thinking that they're the same person, because they are. So congrats, Joe, on winning locals and achieving top eight in a 1,000-person event. Hats off, buddy. Now, let's hop into the decks that won this week. Whimsicott won a single tournament this week. Rapid Strike Malamar won two, Eugenisect won two, and Arceus on top won four events this week. Now, Turktwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you, so if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. All right, and we're back. Another great meta report. Always great to hear from Ryan with those. And uh, after every meta report, we talk news. But guess what? Indianapolis was the news this week. So we're going to talk right to Joe. And we're going to get all the hot news from somebody right. in the top eight. So. Right, exactly. So let's start off with, um, we kind of alluded to what you played. But what did you end up um, bringing? And why did you make that decision kind of uh, pre-tournament? Uh, so I ended up bringing Mew VMAX. Mm-hmm. And the reason was it was the deck I felt the most comfortable with. Um, one of the people that stayed with us, Tyler, he actually participated in Salt Lake Regionals. And he really wanted to test. And I, so I was like, okay, I'll help you out. I wasn't going to Salt Lake. Um, this was also a couple months back. Right. And... I told them I'll proxy a couple of decks, Arceus, Mew. Um, I think I also had Malamar built and I was just playing a bunch of matchups against his Arceus deck. Mm-hmm. And what he most wanted to practice against was Mew VMAX. And at the time, I thought Mew was a very toxic deck and I didn't <laughs> like it at all. And then the more I kept playing it, I was like, yeah, I know it's a good deck. And I was starting to get good at piloting it. And people, um, he would, and our other friend, Nolan, who I would also play games with, started to comment that, hey, you're actually 
playing really good with me v max right like we i we've basically made you practice so much with it <laughs> that you're getting good with it right so i kept uh testing with uh with them i also tried testing arceus um intellion deck which i did use at two team challenges to go to pretty good success and i was able to actually qualify for the Heroes Inc. Uh, team challenge of Arceus and Talion. So I was very confident in that deck choice too. Mm -hmm. And so those were my two top choices for Indianapolis Regional. And then once EUIC happened, I kind of like started scrambling. I wasn't sure what to play right. <laughs> anymore right. with the rise of Urshifu. And I honestly thought that the basic Arceus and Talion deck might not have been such a great call although one did make top eight pablo mesa did really well with that version right. of the deck proving that you did not need to just use a dark package which was really cool um but either way i kind of left rc's and telling on the side and started testing arceus um with dark stuff uh with hoopa v's maybe sometimes adding uh fighting packages at some point i was even trying uh umbreon v max in arceus which funny enough, when I was um, w winning a couple rounds, I saw an Umbreon VMAX Arceus at the top <laughs> tables. And I was like, huh, someone took my idea. Right. <laughs> and then I don't know if they actually made it to day two, but it was kind of cool to see that somebody else was thinking the same line of thought. Right. But in the end, um, I felt I would do practice hands or practice against other people then i was whiffing so many times like my energy attachment on an arceus or even an arceus turn one mm -hmm. that i got a little bit discouraged from the deck and then i just kept playing mew which was more my comfort pick right, right and then right. uh go ahead you can no go for it uh, yeah what i was gonna say is that one thing that helped uh give me some confidence was in the deck was that i took it to two of the local events that you guys go to in Heroes Inc. And the first one I went to, I got second place with the deck. And then the one right before Indianapolis Regionals, I was able to take first place with the deck. So that also helped me get some confidence, like, okay, I know how to pilot the deck. I feel comfortable taking it to the regional. Right. Um, and what I was going to say is, uh, like, no, you, you've been playing it solid um, since, you know, you've been playing at our, our locals. Um, and then even with testing and just kind of all that stuff. Um, I, I do have to give you props, though, because um, when you said your choice was Mew and then our testing before, because I was testing against you, uh, Nolan was the day before at the Airbnb. And I know you were getting a little discouraged because Path of Peak kept uh, messing with you. <laughs> we were right. Like, uh, getting all your bad hands out of it because like I, I I felt bad because like you you were breaking or getting stuck behind path a lot uh, in our testing um, but you right. stayed with it and you I, obviously you did solid uh, but did did yeah. testing almost sway you to do uh, maybe last minute change or you're just like just um, I'm sticking with my guns uh, no matter what it definitely discouraged me a little bit because i was like huh if fighting if dark is really popular i might have a hard time but also right. what i was most scared of was galarian moltres v in like 
um, basic Intellion packages with Arceus. Right. And I don't think a lot of people really played it. Um, I know, uh, I think some of the, the top eight lists did play it, which can attest to why it's such a good card. Right. But a couple of the dark, we may talk about this later, but a couple of the dark variants that I did end up beating, none of them played it. So I think that also helped. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I guess at the end of the day, I was like, oh, I got a little bit discouraged, but I knew, I knew that Mew can run hot. I know I can do well with the deck. I was just maybe a little tired from the trip as well. Right. And, um, and I knew sometimes Mew gets bad hands and I'm like, it's okay. Tomorrow will be another day. Take right. it. You'll feel comfortable with it. Don't make a last minute change to a whole different archetype because making changes within the same list i think is still fine like you did yeah. uh, jake but like completely changing the archetype uh, i although it works for some people i don't think it would have worked for me right i mean there is something to be said um with just your your reps with this the 60 that you have and not making any like major changes so um no i i give you props for sticking to your guns and it definitely paid off oh for sure <laughs> All right, so we, uh, you know, we we show up, we we start playing some uh, Pokemon at the Indianapolis Regionals. Kind of uh, give us a, a little bit of a rundown, maybe not uh, bat wrapping too much, but just um, kind of what were you seeing throughout the day, and kind of how did your day progress? So I'll just quickly mention this. What was very funny was that the night before, I put on a video from Mellow Magic Harp's YouTube channel. Like right. kind of saying, oh, this is kind of the distribution of decks that you should expect to face. This many Arceus variants, this many Mew variants, maybe one Whimsicott and not a lot of like weirder stuff. Right. Well, I felt like that was kind of the opposite for me until the later rounds. So my day first started with a Whimsicott. So I'm like, okay, here's my one Whimsicott matchup for the day. Right. And um, I was confident in the matchup, although I know that they're trying to slow me down. I was confident because I tested against some of my brother's friends and I was able to beat the deck. And I also beat one at one of the local tournaments that I had gone to. And I had the one psychic energy in my list to help a little bit with that. If I needed to, at least as an attached to psychic, I could still do that. Mm -hmm. And it worked out really well. I was able to outspeed the Whimsicott's, at least that Whimsicott deck before it could even pull off an attack or even evolve actually. Right. So it was a quick two games, and then I proceeded to round two, where I played against uh, Malamar VMAX, and I thought it was going to be with Arceus V-Star, but it was actually Malamar VMAX with Galarian Weezing, and I was a little bit scared of that, because right. obviously the Galar Weezing will, will uh, shut down my abilities, but I think the caveat with his deck was that there was not real good energy acceleration early on. So he would have to draw past a couple of times. Um, I would do the same until I got what I needed to get out of the active or, and then start taking knockouts like on the Malamar v uh, Vs before they actually became Vmaxes, which were more threatening with the three energy. Yeah. And even though there was one cool play that I didn't expect, he pulled out a Rose, which was able to charge one Malamar VMAX in one turn. Then I was able to just use another Mew VMAX, my damage modifiers, and knock him out in return. 
So even though the deck tried to stop my abilities, I was still able to win both games and proceed to 2-0 for the day. That, that's a then, solid start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I go to my third round, and it's this time against Arceus uh, V-Star Duraludon. So again, another deck that kind of tries to use its abilities or attacks to deny me doing damage to them. And that matchup I had also played against at one of the local events, which uh, I was very appreciated about the local scene because a lot of the matches that I played at locals, I actually played at the regionals. So it was not the first time I was doing these matchups. Right. Is sometimes you get like standard testing with your buddies, like, okay, I'll test against Mew Mirror or Urshifu or Arceus because those are the top three decks. Right. Um, but sometimes against these other kind of variants, you don't get a lot of practice, but I was able to get that practice. So I knew what I needed to do. I just need, knew I needed to go fast. I needed to target the Arceus before they could power or up their Duraludon. And I was just able to do that both games and uh, win that matchup. Very good. So 3-0 start uh, pretty hot. Um, I know uh, you were right. You and Chuck right there were, were 3-0. Um, and I was super pumped for you. I think at that point I was 2-1. Um, so, and, and I think Nolan was as well. So our, our local group was off to a hot start. And I thought we all had a pretty good chance. Um, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. We were all doing really well. Right, right. Um, so go on to, uh, to your fourth round and beyond. All right, so fourth round, again, I hit another Whimsicott. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I thought I was only supposed to hit one for today. So I hit Metal another Magikarp one. Carp gave you bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was still pretty good advice, but I didn't honestly expect uh, that much Whimsicott. I also knew that there was a couple of Whimsicott decks out there, especially different variants right. than what we had seen for EUIC. Um, but I, I think I played mostly against the EYC variant. Right. So again, the strategy was just to outpace them. I was able to take knockouts um, before they could really tricky, tricky win me. And this time they were able to, this person was able to evolve and pull off a trick win. But at that point, I already had three Pokemon with energies that could attack. So I could just retreat into whatever one to keep taking knockouts. Right. So I was also able to um, win that matchup pretty handedly. And then my next matchup um, was very interesting because they started a Suicune V. So I was like, okay, this is a Suicune deck. And they benched a Luminion V. I'm like, oh, this is not your conventional Suicune deck. I don't mm. know of decks that run Luminion V. Right. But he got really greedy trying to take a turn one knockout on a Meloetta when they probably shouldn't have. And what that allowed me to do was evolve into Mew VMAX, um, use some modifiers and just knock out the Suicune. I got to set up my board a little more Then I uh, took I don't remember when I knocked out next, but then that was basically he scoop. We went to game two. Yeah. And in game two, I see an Arceus start this time. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So this is Arceus Suicune. Um, I haven't heard of it, but it seems interesting. Right. And then this is where it really got confusing is that he attached the lightning energy to his 
Arceus. Jeez. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. And then that game, they put half into play turn one. And so that's where some of my bias from before comes that that's the card I don't like very much. <laughs> right, right. Then that game, I wasn't able to do anything. I was just draw passing. So I immediately skipped go to game three. And then in that game, I'm able to get a very nice setup. I knock out his guys and uh, pretty much we finished the game. Um, I learned that there was also a Mimikyu VMAX in the list. Oh, so that was very interesting. He said that it was very good in the Malamar matchup, so I'm glad you didn't face him, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, so at the end of the day, I never uh, figured out what the lightning energy was. So after our match, I was like, oh, if you don't mind, can I know what the lightning energy was for? And he found out his deck and showed me it was Dragon IV. And I was like, oh, Ooh. that makes a lot of sense. And I, I had <laughs> I had seen uh, Andrew Mahone streaming it on Thursday, and I... It was very funny because I was like, oh, this seems like a cool deck. And then I actually got to play against it at the regionals. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, I think there's something in the in the water with the was that round five. Um I I ended up playing against a Kingler V Max with Whaler deck. <laughs> um yeah, they uh, turn one they flipped over a Kingler and I'm like, okay. And then I realized I, yeah, really quickly that uh you know, going second for them is good with the bubble blast and he, he right. rolls heads and then gets five energy on the board to a, a Waylord. And I was like, oh no, I'm in danger. But uh <laughs> ended up squeaking out that win. He didn't get enough heads. Um, so yeah, just kind of something about that round. Um, but yeah, a solid start again. Now, like now you're undefeated. You're you're five oh uh, feeling right. Good, right. I'm I'm five oh feeling really good, and then Here's where I think things start to get a little bit tricky. And I play my next game. I, at this point, I'm pretty nervous because I'm on a hot run and I'm like, oh, I have a really good shot at day two. Yeah. So next I play against Arceus V-Star Malamar VMAX. And I kind of knew what I was getting into because it was the match that they had just streamed against okay. uh, Arceus V-Star Charizard. So I was like, okay, um, look, might be a bad matchup. Let's try to do our best. And I was a little nervous. Game one, I he made a misplay, and then I made a misplay. I think we were both pretty nervous. He was a uh, fairly new player as well. It was his first regional. Right. And we ended up seeing each other multiple times uh, during day one and day two and kept saying hi to each other, asking how our day was going. So that's right. another cool thing about these regionals is that you meet really cool people and then you kind of like like get friendly with each other and start getting to know more of the community right right so we i both we both made a misplay my misplay was really big because i could have retreated into a mew with a dte to take a specific knockout therefore leaving all my fusion energy on board so that i can respond to a malamar vmax if he was able to get it and i didn't do that so i lost that movie and pretty much conceded that game to go to game two. I won game two um, pretty easily. And then game three, we didn't really have a lot of time to play it out. And we ended up tying, although I, I think I was pretty favored. I was ahead of prizes, but there I took my first tie and I was like, okay, that's okay because I need um at least six wins and one tie to be able to 
make day two. So I was like, okay, there's my tie. Now yeah. I just need to win one out of my last three rounds. I know you were saying yeah. you were real nervous, uh, you know, those last yeah. three. I got you got this, man. You just need one win. That's all you need. And, right, right. And yeah. You, that's the... you were oddly at that point, you seemed really down on yourself, even though you were in such yeah. a good spot. So I, I, I felt like I needed to give you some love there and, and pump you up. Yeah, yeah. No, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think I was just down because I I um at that moment I thought wow, that mi misplay might have costed me my day two. Plus, mm -hmm. even if maybe I still made day two, I wanted to try to get as far as I could in day two to have a real good shot. Little did I know that I would still have a hot run day two right? and make it to top eight. But that was part of the reason I was nervous and a little bit down. So then I go to my next round. I think this is round seven now. And I'm playing uh, Mew Mirror against Azul. And again, very cool guy. Uh, we had a, a great series. I, I was really nervous. Um, and then I think I lost game one. He lost game two. And then game three went to time. So we ended up tying as well. And he was playing a very interesting um, Mew list. He was playing two Marnies. I had tested a little bit with one Marnie in the deck and then decided right. to cut it. And I was very surprised to actually see two Marnie in the list, I want. I really wanted to know. Um, I didn't ask him at the moment. I really wanted to know if it was helping him out a lot, right. or if it was more like a meta call for Shifu, which honestly I did not see any, and I didn't play any against I, any. I, I know I didn't see any Urshifu um, on, on day one as well, so it, it wasn't represented as much as maybe the community thought. So I think right um, a lot of the community were expecting it, and then therefore playing a lot of. Um, uh manaphy and dunsparce depending on the your list um but definitely manaphy and yeah urshfu just doesn't like that so maybe right, that's right. why some of the top players at least in the you know the the indie um regional uh didn't, right. didn't play that deck so yeah because on the other side of the world now we have uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, the special event in Bilbao where Urshifu is well represented there. Right, right. And again, it's that group of people who made it popular at EUIC, so it kind of makes sense that they would still be playing it. Oh, 100%. Urshifu, Urshifu is a, uh, must be a European thing. Right. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll see. Don't let your guard down for New Jersey or Milwaukee. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah, no, but, I, I don't think I'm going to Manaphy out anytime soon. I, I did see one Urshifu at Indy, so. Okay. You played against the check? Yeah, I did. One oh, Urshifu, okay. one Urshifu dark, um, even though that's a spread weakness and a weakness to Malamar. Not that I really care about weakness, but uh, I, I managed to beat that one, which uh, pumped me up a little bit for the day. So when you can play a single prize deck and then take out the spread deck, that'd be good. Yeah, that's sure. definitely good. I know going out of that game with Azul, you still felt a little down, maybe because, um, you know, it was a, another tie. Um, and, right, and right. With the points, still not feeling great. But I know um, that that one single point did come up huge later on in the tournament. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. That one extra tie really helped. Right. Uh, um, we can get to that later. Or right. Do you want no, to talk about like, it now? Yeah, let's, uh, okay. we'll, we'll get to it later because you're now 502. Um, you know, you have two matches to go and all you need to do for sure to make it in is just get one more win. 
Uh, right. So let's talk about the rest. Yeah. So my next matchup was another Mew Mirror. So I was like, okay, here's where I'm starting to hit my mirror matches and probably see Arceus Dark soon because at this point I hadn't played against Arceus Dark yet. And I hadn't played against Mew, except the mirror that I just played against Azul in round seven. And then this one was a pretty devastating uh, uh, game, uh, round eight. My first game, I go first, I draw, I have to pass with Lone Genesect in the active. They pop off a little bit. Luckily, don't donk me, but not looking good. I draw again. And I have to pass again. And then at that point, they just have the dunk. Right. So then I go to game two. Um, I try to approach the mirror by um, trying to remove as much fusion strike energy I could off the board. So I try to knock out a Meloetta that had two fusion strike energy. I took that and I'm like, okay, now it's really hard for Mew VMAX to respond on my Mew VMAX unless they get Choice Belt and pretty much all their power tablets. And that's exactly what they proceeded to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I lost that game, too. And I was like, well, can't really be mad. That's what Mew does. It pops off like that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I had one of my losses was exactly that. I mean, I played the Urshifu Dark Box, where I played three Mews. And overall went against uh, against Mew, went two two wins and a loss. And the loss was just Mew doing Mew things, just speed running through. Right, just right. Very much like you just described. Um, and that's what the deck can do for sure. So um, yeah. that, that is why it is such a meta-defining deck. And the, even though may arguably be the best deck, maybe not anymore, um, but right. it's still the meta centralizes around it and for a good reason. So um because of yeah that. it's a scary deck it's a scary deck it's fast and it can pop off right um so yeah and then so i was feeling again a little bit discouraged but i was like okay i can still do this i oh, yeah. have one more shot and then i honestly at this point i mean, wasn't really nervous i was just like okay if it's meant to be it's meant to be i'll win this match or i'll uh lose and oh, i just have an, a great day uh tomorrow just playing some side events or whatever right but anyway i still went with into the match with the mentality okay i'm going to do my best try to win so then i got paired against sylvia and arceus and first game um they played down the card i hate the most (laughs) and turn one yeah they put path to the peak turn one so sadly um i wasn't able to draw out of that it lasted a little bit long because they also kind of blocked themselves off of using the v-star ability right so i did draw a little bit but eventually got to the point where like okay i'm not winning this and if i want to make day two i need to win this match so that was one important thing that really hadn't come up uh previously like all my games were finishing quite fast except the two i tied on and it even though I tied them, it's not because I had shots in those games. But right, right. whenever I didn't have a shot at winning, I would instantly scoop because you have to give yourself the time to try to win those last two games. Right. So I go to game two, I pop off, knock them out pretty fast. And then game three, uh, I think he, go, he goes first, obviously. I'm able to pull off uh, Meloetta turn one knockout on a two prizer, I believe. 
Right. And then after that, I'm feeling extremely confident. I'm like, okay, I think I can just pull this through. Hopefully right. path doesn't stick. So I was making sure to keep um, a stadium in my hand if I could. I know they could play Marnie. So I would try to also try to dig for a Rotom phone, try to stack a stadium if I could, or at least keep Cramomatic plus item card in my hand in case I need to try to go for the head flip. Right, right, right. And that's one thing also as Mew is very important. If you stack your stadium or you already have what you need and you don't have to draw more cards, you shouldn't. Exactly. And leave the stadium there as protection. Doesn't matter how far ahead you are, you're always going to want to draw cards. Right. So there was multiple times I would not use my third uh, Genesect for draw. And it paid off in that game, and I was able to win. Then I was very excited, not going in with the record I thought I was going to have since I started 5-0. <laughs> right. But regardless, I was like, hey, I made day two. I'm not at 6-2-1, which a lot of people decide to ID at that uh, record so they can guarantee day two. But then it just makes their run through day two so much harder. And uh, Nolan, who was with us, was saying, I don't he was saying like actually being at 612 is actually pretty good because that one point could matter as yeah, we were exactly. alluding before. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I know uh that's a super solid day one. Um I know the two rounds previous, I was able to kind of finish my games early and then kind of see where you were at. Um in my last game, I was um playing it out with my opponent. Um with uh, he was playing Mew as well. Um, that right. game went to time in turns of which I ended up pulling off for the win, but I didn't get to come and see where you were at um, right away. So I was like, still, while I was trying to finish off with the positive record and make points. Right. I was also in the back of my head. I'm like, man, I, I really don't oh, know makes this. Um, so I, I finished my game real quick. I go try, I run to try to find you guys in the, the sea of people uh, finally track you down. I, I, you know, do one of those things where, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, and you're like, thumbs up, and I just run over, and like, you throw us a huge hug yeah. on you, man. That was, I was so yeah, I really for you to make it, it to, to day two. Yeah, I was so happy with that. I was like, because honestly, I was a little bummed after, like, doing so well, and then kind of having a little rocky start, uh, right. rocky uh, mid-rounds, but then I was able to pull it through, right, and then make it to day two. Then day two, I definitely was a little nervous, but I went with a lot more confidence than mm -hmm. I went into day one, my last rounds. Right. Because at that point I was like, okay, I've made day two. I've got a decent record because after pairings were posted, I was at 33rd seed. Okay. So again, showing the importance of that one point because right. I was just above a whole bunch of people that were at six to one. Right. And it, incredibly, it was 120 players in day two. I had never heard of something like that. It was well, really I mean, crazy. We had over a thousand players. So there's going to be right, a lot right, of players right. in day two for sure. Yeah. I just didn't think it was going to be that many. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so that was a big yeah. difference um, from my last time making day two at Roanoke, where I made top 32. I remember that time I was extremely nervous day two. Right. And so you had this that, sense of calm, like you've been there before already. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I've been there before. I did well in uh, day, two, day two, although that time I lost three, just one, two more. But right. still, top 32 is very respectable. And I was like, okay, this time, just stay confident. You know, you got a good deck. And even though I 
knew there was going to be a sea of Arceus Darks because I saw that a lot of them were getting posted on Pokestats. Right. I was looking at it and I was thinking to myself, I can still win this matchup. So don't get discouraged if you play against it. And even if you do play against it and you lose, you still got um, multiple games to try to get to top 32. Right. So I kind of went in with that goal. And I think maybe that helped a little bit, just send the mindset that, okay, try to win. Because if you win, then you'll kind of start guaranteeing your spot. And if you're doing well, then maybe you can get top 16. So each, uh, I guess I could start talking about my day too. Yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) Saying more. But so first deck I play against the day two is RCS V-Star with Gyarados VMAX. And I was like, ooh. I, I thought I two. was done with the spicy decks in day one. Right? <laughs> That's not what <laughs> but, you're expecting. That's not what you're expecting. No, but I was. it was really cool that they were able to um, uh, make it to day two with that deck. So I was really happy for them. And we played out game one. I, I won game two. Uh, I didn't win. I'm not really sure if it was because he path stuck me or... Um, I just didn't draw too well. So I ins- I conceded that game pretty quickly as well. And then went to game three and won it pretty easily. So I was pretty confident in that matchup. Plus he had kind of alluded that, oh, this is not a great matchup for me. So that kind of gave me a little bit of confidence. I'm like, okay, I should be able to right. win this then. Right. And then round two, I play Arceus and Teleon um, Dark. And I'm like, okay, here's where it starts. Right. And unfortunately, I lost both those games, but both of them were extremely close. Where if I would have just drawn one card in each game, that could have uh, made the whole difference. Like in game two, I had was almost had the donk on his Arceus, which would have thrown it into game three. Right. Um, but I just whiffed one modifier off of six in my deck. And after I drew with four Genesect Vs, so I was like, ah, oh, it happens. You can't right. get it all the time. Exactly. So I yeah. lost that round. And even though I lost, I was like, okay, I'm still even. I'm at 1-1. And I think to make top 32, although I don't know if it was right at the moment, but in my head, I thought, I think I just need to win two. So I was like, okay, let's just win two more. Let's win two more. And next round, I get paired against Mew VMAX. And I'm like, okay, uh, this is my third mirror. I lost one, tied one. Let's see if we can bring it back. Um, I lost game one. Um, don't think was drawing that great. We both dead drew a little bit game one, um, but he got set up much better. Um, then game two, I got a little bit lucky because he dead drew and he instantly conceded. Then we go to game three, which is pretty back and forth, but I think I was ahead most of the time right. and I was able to bring it. Uh, that one home, I won my first me viewer. And, and at that point, I was like, okay, I'm confident I can beat the Mew mirror. I right. kind of like hadn't developed a solid strategy in my first two, I think. But then at that point, I'm like, okay, now I know kind of what I need to do. And, and although a lot of the time it also kept, comes to which Mew deck draws hotter, I guess. But anyway, it worked out. So I'm like, okay, I got my one win i need one more and maybe i get top 32 at least top 64 i'll guarantee right 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 
So then I get paired against another Arceus and Tevian Moltres. And I'm like, okay, I got this. Last game wasn't terrible. I just whiffed. So if I maybe plan my draws out a little better, hold on or discard other things, I can do this. So I won game one. Uh, game two, I, I lost because, again, the path stuck me. And then game three, I was able to take a quick knockout with Melodious Echo on a two-prizer. Right. And once I do that, I feel pretty confident that I can swing the, uh, the matchup in my favor as long as I don't go to the three prizes so that they can knock me out with um, uh, with the baby Moltres right. and I not forced to knock it out and then them do it again. So I always went 2-2-2 two, two, two in that matchup. Right. And what was very cool that game was that I was finally able to use my Echoing Horn, although I think I had used it previously, but it wasn't like game-defining. But in that match, I knew I needed, I was going to take a two price knockout. And I'm like, well, he's going to finish his, uh, fill his bench with single prizers next turn. Right. So I echo eight horned his RCSV with full knowledge that he will probably evolve it into RCSV star, which will be harder to knock out. Right. But at that moment, I had three power tablets in hand. So I'm like, I don't care. Okay. Evolve it and I will knock it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he, uh, I knock it out. It's her, his turn, and even though if he knocks out my Mew Max with his Galarian Moltres baby, uh, which he wasn't even able to pull off, I still had a backup Mew that was ready to knock out the Arceus. Let's go. So I, I did that. I was like, okay, I can win this matchup, so let's keep pushing through. So at that point, I was like, okay, I pretty much guarantee top 64, maybe top 32. So let's get one more win to guarantee top 32, maybe top 16. Right. So at that point, I was just like, okay, let's take it one, more sure step. Math, one more step. Yeah, one more step, just keep on winning, baby. Right. And then the, I think that was where I wasn't nervous anymore, uh, or maybe a little bit. <laughs> but I was more like the adrenaline rush. And I was like, okay, one more, one more. And then I played against Arceus Duraldon in the next round. Uh, someone again that was from Germany, and he was a real cool guy. Um, I don't remember his name right now, but he was a real cool guy. And unfortunately, he was uh, drawing really bad both games. Right. And Arceus Duraldon isn't like the most consistent deck. If it pops off and sets up, it's really hard to beat as the Mew player. But I was able to capital capitalize on his um, uh, just slow starts, bad starts. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I just kept targeting down the Arceus. I'm like, I could. I can take the knockout on the active Duraludon, but that I just need to take out the Arceus because that's what's going to help him power up. Right. So exactly. I did that game yeah. one, then game two, I almost got the dunk on his lone Duraludon. <laughs> I left it with 10 HP. Right. But then he drew and he was like, yeah, I don't have anything. Go ahead. And he let me take the knockout and I won that round. Well, that's so, close. So then that just, that, oh, that must have been a good feeling right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, okay, definitely top 32, probably top 16. And then at that point, um, uh, I know you and Chuck were playing side events. Nolan, I think, also was playing some side events, but he was coming by and we were we would sit on the side and start figuring out like the math. Like, right. okay, if this happens, you're top 16. If this happens. And originally we had thought that, okay, I probably might not make top eight. But then at that point, I was sitting at, I think, 30, 
two match points. Mm-hmm. And then we saw that, oh, 35 gets in. So at that point, I was like, oh, if I tie, I get top 16. But no, I'm going to go for it. Exactly. <laughs> I want to, like, I don't, like, at that point, if I lost, I was probably top 32, maybe even top 16. So I was already, like, hitting the goal that I wanted for today. Right. So I was like, I'm happy with that if that's what happens if I lose. But I'm going to go all the way. I want to try to win this last game. Right. And then I played against uh, Arceus and Talion Moltres in my last match. So it was like a real test. Right. I was like, okay, this is probably one of my worst matchups. Uh, let's see if I can bring it home. And it was against Zachary Cooper, which is a pretty good player. And right. if I'm not mistaken, did he not win like one of the regionals this season? I don't remember if he won, but I know he's definitely um, you know, had some good showing. Right. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're playing. Oh yeah, he, play top he, he he topped three at Salt Lake. Right. Playing Gengar. So I knew he was a really good player. I re- I recognize his name, so I was like, okay, you can do this. He's a good player, but you've been so, yeah. running hot today. <laughs> right. so, and uh, I'm kind. I figured out the matchup earlier, so I can try to do this. And he was being very smart in again really limiting his bench. Right. So at any point, even if I took a two prize knockout, he could immediately bench. He wasn't giving me space to take a two prize knockout plus echoing horn, so that I could take another easy two prize knockout in for my last two prizes. So game one, um, that was my strategy. At uh, one point, he when I went down to four prizes. He didn't even have an Arceus in play. He just had um, a bunch of one prizers, Moltres, which was not doing enough damage. So at that moment, I really wasn't sure what to do. So I just started glistening droplets onto Sobbles. So I used Oricorio's attack. Right. And I'm like, if you're not going to do anything, I'm just going to keep putting damage counters. And so eventually I can try to take <laughs> two prizes off of single prizers. Right. And I guess he saw that line of play and he scooped that game. We went that's, to game that's two. That's a smart play because yeah, that Moltres, that baby Moltres can't Oko a Mew until you take that third prize. So if you take right, a right, prizer, right. then you then you take two prizes off of single prizers. One, you're disrupting his, his, um, his consistency. And... Um, you're not really giving Moltres that, you know, ability to take that Oko. Um, also, depending on the game state, he might not have energy on him because he's didn't use his ability. You know what I mean? So you're, you're right in a good spot there. So that was a very um, creative way to um, find a win condition in that matchup. Right, right. Yeah, so I did that. And then for a game two, um, I tried to do the same strategy, but he was able to bring down... Uh, a Galar Moltres, uh, a baby one out of nowhere, mm-hmm. like we're doing some energy switch plays and stuff like that. And uh-huh. I don't remember if it was because I overextended, but I don't think I had another Mew like on the bench. And so I instantly scooped that game. I'm like, okay, whatever, let's go to game three and I'll go first. So I get to set up nicely because I definitely want to go first in that matchup. Yeah to start setting up and then just take easy boss KOs on the Arceus. So I did that, set up, took a boss KO, 
And then again, he was filling up his bench, but this time I think he recognized that if he filled it up to single prizers, I was going to do the same strategy. Right. So he played down another Arceus with the hopes that I just wouldn't get the knockout. Um, I think maybe he put Path down and play, I'm not too sure. And then I was still able to find my stadium, boss it up. It still got pretty close because he was able to respond with a baby Moltres V. Right. And then now what I had to do was take the knockout with Meloetta. Because if he, if I take the knockout with Mew VMAX, he just Clara and gets baby Moltres. Right. And that's it. Here, I force him to have to have a Moltres plus uh, play boss. So I really dug for the Meloetta. Yeah. Uh, I was able to pull off the attack, did that, and then he drew for turn, just immediately scooped, because I guess I was worried that maybe he had another baby Moltres. The line of play would have been baby Moltres, energy retrieval, uh, attach from hand, and boss. So that play was available to him, but maybe... He just didn't um, have the cards. In his, yeah, in his just hand. didn't have the cards. I think I fanned through his discard. Maybe the retrieval was gone early, so that's pretty much... Like, he didn't try to go for it. He knew he didn't have it. So that's right. why he yeah, just yeah, yeah. scooped he knew, he knew it was his deck, and at that point, it was just a few times. Right, so. right, right. No, so I heck of a run and, and some smart yeah, plays. Yeah, so then at that point, I was, I was ecstatic. I had texts from my brother. He was like keeping track of my record he's like let's go and then all of you guys show up and everybody's like let's go right you know Ty tyler who had left early um he also texted me and were, then i started getting like messages from people from our locals and oh it was great everybody was rooting right. for me i texted my wife i texted my uh, other buddy um that he doesn't play pokemon but he always likes to know how i'm doing right. in the game so I was telling everybody that I made it to the top eight and that even, um, even if I lost, I would be okay. Like I was going to try to win, obviously. Right. But then, um, so they started doing our deck checks and then they call the top eight players and they tell me that I'm going to be on stream. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, uh, I didn't so, want to. I mean, you were playing great. I think that unfortunately yeah. the thing – for you in the top eight match is you it, dark is a bad matchup but you know you prove that you can you played around it right um, right multiple right. different times but um against isaiah bradner and his um free the bee list or whatever he called it uh it just such a bad matchup because there's just yeah uh, especially the way he plays it because isaiah is obviously one of the top players oh for uh, sure and and um uh, in that so going on stream against isaiah with a bad matchup um, yeah we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that but this at this point it is just um uh, house money right <laughs> right 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 yeah. i was so happy i was so happy i was so happy honestly right i'm like wow i never thought i would make it to like um, top eight but that's a huge achievement especially at such a big regionals right and then i knew it was a bad matchup but i was like okay let's try and he was a really cool dude. I uh, chatted with him a little bit while we were setting up. Very nice guy. And then I tried to play to my outs, um, try to knock out the B-drill, but he was just able to set him up consistently. And then had a little bit of rough um, draws. And game two, I really was digging for the, uh, not the dunk, but 
um, the knockout on his Arceus, which was the only thing with energy on the board. Mm -hmm. And if, if I probably knocked that out, the game probably would have. Yeah, I believe at that over. point he had a what like a um manaphy on the bench and just the Arceus. So yeah, if you take knockout right. there, you just take the game. Um, and then you know anything can happen in game three. But again, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I really tried um to dig um. I set up four Genesect Bs and it just didn't play out. So right. I wasn't able to get the, the playoff. I had to discard a lot of resources to try to make that play. And which in hindsight, maybe I shouldn't have gone so hard. But at the same I time, think you needed to because I needed to you don't take that out. I think you you lose. Yeah, because the problem you... is that. He evolves then into, I think it happened. He evolved into V-Star, and then after that, he got the B out. And once the B out is is out, it's pretty yeah, tough. His, if, you, if you don't take that knockout, his turn, his next turn doesn't change at all. Like right. right. Does, his turn plays out exactly the same. You take that knockout, he has no next turn. And I heard a few people, because I know when you were in the process of you digging, you only were a switch short, and you actually got the, uh, the escape rope. And people, I heard people in the crowd like, Oh, you should just escape road, take the the Meloetta or the uh, the Manaphy out. But like that, honestly, doesn't change anything. Um, no, not at so, all. So, yeah. like, yeah, you take one prize, he still gets his Arceus, then B's out. Yeah, get good game at that point because the, the one prize doesn't help. Um, you need to take out those Arceuses early so they can't set up the bees. And if they right, have bees, right. you need to boss those bees because they're such a threat. For sure, for sure. And at that point, um, it was really hard because. I lost a lot of resources. I think one of my Mew VMAX was prized and I had right. to discard one early on. Um, I was running out of bosses. So I pretty much knew at that point the game was over. And that's where I, we had the little issue of the judge call that, right. so, uh, that I played Ultra Ball. Um, I knew there was no targets in the deck. I had no Pokemon in the deck. So I shuffled and then I, I was like thinking like, what is going to be my next thing? And I stopped. And I guess the judge thought that I wanted to go back in and I looked at my deck. And in all honesty, uh, like I know you're not supposed to go back in after you start shuffling. Right. And, but I didn't look at my deck. And Isaiah agreed. He's like, oh, no, I believe you. You didn't really look. You're just like caught in your, in your thoughts. Yeah. You're just caught in your thoughts and yeah, you're moving your hands around a little bit. Um, right. 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 City, buddy, I guess. I, I know. Yeah. Especially that I was so nervous on stream. I was like, my hands were shaking, so... Right. Uh, anyway, they say, oh, do you want to appeal it? Because they were going to give me a two-prize penalty, which I almost said no, because I knew the game was over Right. at that point. But I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to have a prize penalty on my right. well, if you take first a prize time penalty, on yeah, 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 yeah. If you take a prize penalty, I think it puts right. him down to he only needs two or, or uh, a knockout on one VMAX, and I think it just basically game anyways. Right, um, right, I, right. Not that you were, because the, the matchup's such a bad matchup. Uh, yeah, it, it was a loss no matter what, but I was like, I'll appeal it because I don't want it. Right. I, I want the game to be as smooth as possible. Like, right. I want Isaiah to also get a clean win, like not right. to feel like, oh, even though he was like in a super commanding position, there's no doubt about that. But right. I want like, yeah. no, I want you to have like the full win. Right. So um, I appealed it. Uh, the head judge, Christopher Shemansky, came over and he's like, 
no, yeah, okay. Uh, explain to me what happened. I told him and he said, no, it's, and he asked like Isaiah, um, is that correct? And Isaiah said, yeah. Like, um, and then he just gave me a warning. He's like, try, just try to like keep calm so that the stream game can go as smooth as possible. Right. And exactly. I was like, okay, yeah. And then after that, um, I just tried to psychic leap. Um, also, I kind of had forgot to attach to the psychic. So I was about to uh, like announce my attack. And then I, um, they were like, oh, did you attack? And I'm like, well, I was going to. And he's like, oh, they pointed out that I couldn't because I need the psychic. And mm -hmm. then they were like, oh, but if you have it, just like, I, I, like, I showed them, like, oh, yeah, they're like, attached it and right. did the psych leap. It was mostly to get rid of the B-drill, but I was like, yeah, I still can't win. Right, exactly. <laughs> just, at that point, I, I, at that point, I was like, yeah. I'm at least taking this B down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just played it out a little bit so that the stream right. could be a little bit longer. I didn't want to just instantly concede again. And Exactly. And, Put it on a little bit of a show, I guess. <laughs> right. No, I mean, a, a heck of a run um, by you. Um, you know, extremely detailed, awesome rundown of your day. I, I think, you know, you're poised to do it again. Um, you're a solid player. Um, I'm glad you, to have you. you part of this group. Um, I know you're going to push me come, going into the future um, oh, to sure. make myself a better player as well. And, uh, you know, Chuck probably feels the same way. Uh, that's the best way you you know that's the best way to get good at anything is always have somebody um that pushes you or challenges you to improve um right right that's only helpful for the group so i can't wait to see you know what you do in the future what um some of our other locals do and you know hopefully you guys push uh, myself or chuck to do the same thing um so like i said before i wanted to see our group have a good showing um clearly you did with a top eight finish um, unfortunately running into a bad matchup, but again, eight out of 110 or a thousand and ten players, uh, you had a thousand and two players that were behind behind you <laughs> and only a right, small right, right. in front of you. So it's not bad. And then uh, you know, Chuck having that strong uh start and and having to be a force there. Um, and then myself just missing it with point-wise, not although you know, although I was eliminated not at the last round. Still being able to hit 16 points, um, not quite the 19 I was asking for or hoping for, um, but still pretty decent. I feel decent about my game. And then, you know, Nolan, right. and Nolan again. Still, that's close. top 256 out right. of 1,000 players. So it's still a great achievement. Right. And, and, yeah. I mean, for, yeah, for the first one, I think it was it was a positive step in the right direction. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, just going forward, just playing you, playing Nolan, playing playing our awesome locals. Um, I, there's just so many to um, to name there. Um, always push myself uh, to get better. So I'm just looking forward to actually a full season whenever I have a, a realistic chance to grind. Uh, I know right. a little bit of a disadvantage because of COVID. Uh, Chuck and I starting at zero points. Um but I, I know you are now in striking distance of being able to potentially push for worlds because uh, I think now you're you said you are you're in the 290s at this at the moment now. Right. Yeah. Right now I'm at 295. So before the pandemic, I had pretty much grinded all my a lot of local points. Like I had a lot of league challenge points. I did pretty well at two league cups first and second place, which are 50 and 40 points. And I was ready to start my grind for regionals. And I was going to go to Toronto regionals with Tyler, who was in our group. Right. And unfortunately, yeah. that's when COVID hit. 
all the regionals got canceled. And obviously, as it should have for safety, but kind of sucked that that kind of put a pause to like the season I really wanted to start grinding. Right, right. right. Well, I mean, and, we still have time. I mean, we, you're, there's uh, New Jersey coming up. So if you have another right, right. solid run, um, that will put you that much closer. And then NAIC is still there. And we still have, right. um, you know, a couple other ones uh, semi-locally uh, within, you know, a, a, a short drive and or plane uh, drive or ride. Um, so you, you still have a shot there. I hope, uh, you know, that you you get your points and, and make it. Um, right. But yeah, again, um, solid run by yourself, solid run from the Pittsburgh group. I'm super excited that we finally got to go out and test our medal against other players. And then also just finally getting to meet community members that aren't part of our locals. Um, oh, for sure. That's very catch up. good too. <laughs> right. Um, I know I, you were saying you got to, you know, see Zool again, play against him. Um, or, and then just, you know, all us getting to see, you know, Mahone, Azul. Um, we got, we got Sealy's network there. We had Michelle Babin. We had, um, uh, uh, Lindsay Rosecup, uh, the whole shuffle squad was there. Um, and just great to catch up, um, with, you know, other content creators, other community members. Um, like I said, we got to see Zorro dad. Uh, so that was super fun. I know he got to play. Um, and his son went and played in the juniors as well and um, had fun there. So it was a very successful weekend um, in general. And I can't wait to just keep doing this. Yeah, right. a lot of fun. A lot of fun as a whole as a weekend. Right. Um, yeah. Pokemon events are definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> right. All right. So I think that's going to about do it. Unless, Chuck, you have anything else? No, 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 man. Joe covered it real, real well. Right. Whole weekend. I mean, I just had fun uh playing games and i mean i had a good start stalled out uh, and then uh <laughs> redeemed myself inside events on sunday that's all right right and uh, again um uh, my run was fun um i identified a couple misplays and um you know learned some lessons definitely with the whole um keeping my body physically prepared and mentally prepared i think i made an improvement there um and i felt like i was getting stronger throughout the day um and had less misplays that way. So uh, a building block again, like I said, um, hopefully we make some more noise later. And I know Joe, again, continues to building block. Hey, he's made thir- top 32. Now he's made top eight. Next time, let's see if you can make top four finals, <laughs> maybe win the right. whole darn thing. So um, that would be nice. <laughs> exactly. Um, but before we let you go, I want to first and foremost say thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing the weekend, um, you know, rooming with me, driving down with me and all that fun stuff. Um, but before you go, do you okay. have any shout outs, plugs or anything there that you want to say before we uh, wrap this up? Well, I want to thank you guys first for having me on the podcast and for taking the trip with me, uh, kind of adopting me into your group. <laughs> uh, right. We definitely had a great time all together. So I want to shout you guys out for sure um jake and chuck from the podcast i want to shout out nolan and tyler who are also in our group and um tested with us and played and had a good time at the regionals as well right i want to shout out all the people from our locals that were keeping up with my record asking me how am i doing uh congratulating me when i made it to day two and when i made it to the top eight um my brother who was also following my wife who was also following 
um, it was great to have so many people supporting me. <laughs> right. At the after, like I got, uh, we got back to the Airbnb. Airbnb. I was looking at some of the pictures we took and like kept answering messages from people. It really hit me how Pokemon can make um, people feel good, like having so much support from right. other people, and they want to celebrate your achievements as well. Right. Uh, like, and, and it didn't really. Uh, hit me that that I could feel like that. And it was definitely very nice. <laughs> right. I mean, again, with the whole, like my, you know, my playing, I, I, I wanted to do that, but I've, I always love supporting uh, our locals or friend groups or anything like that. And it brings just as much joy to me to see you hit top eight than uh, you know, if I would have hit top eight, it just, it is definitely oh, a community sure. feeling, um, and, and I think if the roles were reversed, I think you would probably feel the same way. Oh, for sure. Um, I would be right up there cheering you guys all on. Right. Um, so I just can't, like, like I said, I can't wait to keep doing this um, and then continuously grow with the group, with you and push each other at our locals and all that stuff. Um, and then push while pushing each other, then being able to challenge, you know, the rest of the country slash world um, for, you know, some top placements in these right. events. I know some of these top players, Azul or, or um, you know, even Ian Rob, multiple, uh, um, uh, multiple time regional winner, um, maybe, right. you know, maybe pushing those guys back a little bit um, in the future <laughs> would be, be kind of good. And that kind of the, the goal for our group, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. And uh, yeah, uh, that will wrap it up for us. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at RY4Gaming. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.